Hey loves, welcome back to Strip Down. Super excited for today. I have been trying to get this amazing mama and woman on my podcast for quite some time. Real mom life talk here. Our schedules have just been crazy. She's a mom of four. You know, I'm pregnant and a mama of a toddler. You know, we're both working. We've got a bunch of things going on, but we finally aligned and I've got her on the line. I have Amy Griffith, who is a prenatal and postnatal yoga instructor. And like I said, a mom of four, including twins. When her career as a professional dancer in NYC came to a close, she transitioned that study up to yoga, where she received her 200 hour and pre postnatal yoga certifications. What I love about Amy is she's super passionate about encouraging and empowering mothers to move mindfully, breathe deeply, and trust with every challenge that there is always light. Her prenatal and postnatal yoga videos offer tools for physical, mental, and emotional strength during the transformation of motherhood. Amy has a blog and social media presence that's filled with all honesty and beautifully messy moments of motherhood, which we'll get into. But I just love that Amy really like took one of her passions and transitioned it into another passion and is really not only helping herself, but helping so many other mamas. So Amy, welcome to my show. Thank you. So happy to be here with you. <laughs> yes, I know it's been a long time coming. And like I said, real mom life, you know, I just have to have to disclose that because I think so many times, you know, people will say to me, oh my gosh, like, you know, Ali, you do it all and like this and that. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I make a lot happen, but a lot of shit also hits the wayside. So, you know, it's like, I, you know, I, I try to be very transparent about that because I think it's really important for other mamas, you know, who listen and follow and everything else to understand that like, yes, I, I do get a lot done, but there's a lot that also just doesn't happen. And like perfect example is you and I, we've been trying to connect for so long in between our schedules and everything else. It just hasn't worked. So here we are finally aligning and I'm so excited. And before we get into it, Amy, why don't you just tell me a little bit more about you as a mama and obviously being a yoga instructor more than obviously what I shared in your bio and you know how you kind of came to be and also like the dance world. I think people would love to hear that. Sure. Yeah. It's so funny as you were talking about that. I, I think of this comparison and analogy a lot of a Broadway production. So I was a dancer in New York City for seven years. I was so fortunate to have um, a career as a Radio City Rockette. I performed on Broadway, um, toured with some Broadway productions, and it was just dream come true, total dream come true. Ever since I was a kid, um, I watched the Radio City Rockets perform every Thanksgiving Day Parade, Macy's Day Parade. And oh. I said, I am going to do that one day. And it still gives me chills to watch them. And I still pinch myself thinking, I actually did that. That's, I, it's, it's just incredible. So really grateful for that career. And it's so funny because I think of the behind the scenes of a Broadway production or any sort of theatrical production. There is so much going on back there <laughs> that people don't know about to make all of the beautiful magic happen on the stage. And it's just incredible what a team there is back there to put on, you know, this show. And it's very much kind of like our little production that we just had a whole lot happening behind the scenes and poof, here we are now chatting and connecting and making this magic happen on the podcast. I love so. it. Well, I'm kind of like motherhood, right? It's like messy and so much going on, you know, just so much going on behind the scenes that you just don't see all the blood, sweat and tears and everything going yeah. on. And you don't necessarily have like the kind of team you have, obviously with production for like the Rockettes. So it's, uh, it's intense. 
Yeah, but um, it it also is just a great reminder that, and I say this all the time in motherhood, that we're not meant to do this alone. We do need you know, we do need that support from, from our community and our tribe as we call it. So, um, so my career in New York city, I knew was drawing to a close and I transitioned into yoga. I was, I just kind of fell in love with yoga and knew that I wanted to learn more. And even before I had children, I wanted to study prenatal yoga. I, whatever in me knew that I was passionate about giving this information to mothers to help them feel better First of all, I initially thought of it as just moving throughout their pregnancy, keeping their body moving mindfully and safely. And from that, it and my own personal experiences then after having my first child, I recognized how powerful it was to have that preparation mentally and emotionally preparing me for my labor and birth of my children. And then it carries, it continues to carry me through into motherhood. Um, very people are probably quite familiar in yoga we talk about the breath a lot and it's one of the first um reminders that i come back to in moments of stress so i mean we can all relate to that we all have moments of stress whether you are a parent or not um if you're a human being you experience stress and we feel it in our chest it gets tight it's hard to breathe our heart starts racing our mind gets cloudy and foggy and most importantly, if we can just remind ourselves, and it's with this practice, coming back, pausing, finding even just five seconds of stillness and taking a breath in and a breath out, how much better we start to feel. We feel more grounded, connected, and clear on, okay, how can we handle you know this, this current situation? Um, so my journey from dancing to yoga into motherhood ha- continues to, I guess, be a study and a practice and never really knew how motherhood would be such a self-study, but it is. And it's pretty, (laughs) it's pretty challenging and, um, and rough at times. Right. I'm sure that of course you can, uh, you know, I I think that was one of the surprising things. I'm like, okay, I I knew this was going to be going to be difficult and lots to figure out lots that was going to be new, but it's, it's wild how we start to, um, discover, I don't know, these, these deeper lessons within ourselves that, that we get to uncover and work through and yeah, move along the way with our, with our kiddos teaching us too. Oh yeah. Our kids are like, even though we're raising them, it's like, they're our greatest little teachers and you're right. You do like you rediscover yourself and you find all these things in all new ways. And you're like, Oh wow. I didn't know that about myself or, Oh, maybe I'm going to work on that more. And it is. It, it, it tru- it's truly wild. And I love that for you, like you really took, you know, that dancer mentality and how you were in that amazing opportunity of being a rockette to then be like, okay, I really love yoga. It's still movement in a different way and mm-hmm. moved into that and transitioned into that. I think that's really cool because I think a lot of times, you know, myself included, moms get stuck after they have a baby because it's like, oh, this is my new normal this is who I'm supposed to care for, which you are, and they're your biggest priority and blessing. But at the same time, you don't have to lose you. And a lot of moms I speak to, you know, and I'm sure same for you, you know, they do. And I also did. And I think it's really hard, especially in the beginning, to see that light at the end and be like, oh, you know, I will figure something out. So I just love that, like, for you, like, did you transition before you became a mom? 
um, into yoga? Yes. So um, I knew that we would be leaving New York in my last full year in New York City. I stopped auditioning. I wasn't performing anymore. And I dove into hardcore, like back-to-back yoga trainings, knowing that my time in the city was limited and I wanted to get my training there. So um, yeah, I, I gathered all that information, all that I could. And then my husband and I moved back. We now live in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is our hometown. So we knew that we would be moving back to Erie and we were going to start our family here. So I kind of took my yoga training from New York with me back here to Pennsylvania and um, started teaching before, you know, before we did end up having our first son. And um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then that experience opened my eyes like even more. It was, it was just incredible. I, um, I have all of my birth stories on, on my website and in my blog. And it's funny. I, I have since become so passionate about just informing women, um, that they do have options with birth to, to inform themselves and know that they also have a say in the matter. We're not just um, along for the ride, but it does take that initiative of the mom to, you know, read about what her options are and to start to get. And it's a great, great thing for all of us to get more comfortable and confident within ourselves to use our voice and speak up for ourselves. And I had two home birth experiences with my first two and then a hospital birth with my twins. And, um, it was each experience taught me so much. And I, I just, I love sharing, like I said, I love sharing this information about birth and, um, empowering women and that just leads into the yoga training as well that we prepare for. It's not just physical movement to help you feel good during your pregnancy, but it's preparing you also for this journey into your birth. And, and then, like I said, it's going to carry you through motherhood too. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. And I love that you share that because I think that it's so important, you know, for moms to know they have choices and they have resources, especially nowadays with everything that's, out there and you know it's not like back in the day where like birth and motherhood wasn't really discussed it's like it's a very open conversation now and I think it's great that you're also like having you know helping women be a resource with like hey move your body and feel good but then also like be able to kind of comfort them and give them some support being a mom yourself of like going into motherhood mm-hmm yeah. And it's interesting how this movement during pregnancy, so any sort of prenatal movement practice and with my yoga in particular, it starts to, well, your body is changing. I mean, dramatically before your eyes day to day. Sometimes you're like hour to hour. You're like, wait a minute in the morning I woke up and now I'm feeling so different. What's happening? Um, it is changing so drastically and it's obviously it's overwhelming. We're like, what is happening to me? So this movement throughout your pregnancy continues to remind you like, okay, this is your body. It's doing the work that it knows how to do. Everything is working wonderfully. We just come back to so many positive seeds that we're planting. I like that visual of planting the seed of positivity. Every time you come back to, you know, a positive word or phrase that just reminds you like, okay, I, I am doing this baby and I are a team, you know, I trust in my body, whatever positive affirmation resonates with you. 
and encouraging your body to keep moving mindfully, it gives you more confidence in yourself instead of fearing these changes and feeling feeling out of control in a way. I love to remind mamas, we focus on what we can do versus feeling so limited by our pregnancy and thinking like, oh, well, I just can't do anything because look at me, you know, I, I don't even know what's happening here. But we find ways to shift that perspective and focus on what we can do, feeling even more confident and capable within our bodies. Yeah, no, I think that's such a great point. And I'm curious, so like when you started, you know, into the yoga realm, and of course, teaching mamas, when you first started, you know, teaching yoga, did you know you were going to be in the yoga space with moms? Or it was just you loved yoga, and then you fell into that? I did always know that I wanted to be there with mamas. And being a dancer, like I said before, I actually grew up teaching young dancers. I taught tap and ballet for years and years. So I had been in that role as a teacher very early on when I was in high school. And I always liked it. It it definitely resonated with me. It fit my personality. And So when I did my yoga training, I knew for sure that I wanted to be in the studio teaching and working with moms. So yeah, it was, it was kind of a clear path. Okay. So you kind of like, you kind of always knew, even though you kind of obviously found your way as you built your business and everything Mm -hmm. else. Yeah. I love that. I think that's, I think that's amazing. So, you know, being, how long have you been doing yoga now? It has been, we left, let me calculate. It's been close to 12 years now. That's amazing. <laughs> so being that you've been doing this for quite some time, what do you think maybe some of the um, lessons that, you know, and, and um, tips that you would have for mamas that from when you even first started in that journey of knowing you wanted to work with mamas and you were working in yoga and everything you loved, starting in that, you know, 12 years ago to where you are now, because I'm sure you saw so many changes and so many different types of transitions and lessons you learned for yourself. And then of course, over time, becoming a mom of four while this was all happening, could you share some like, kind of, you know, like I would say just some of that journey with us and and what that looked like for you and what that looks like now? Yes. It's, I was just thinking about this today. Maybe I was anticipating our call or what, but I swear one of the biggest lessons that I didn't really get with my, once I had my first child. Um, but now that I have four, I mean, it, it's in my face and it was, especially with the twin pregnancy, that slowing down is okay. I mean, I'm sure that you, I know that we have similar, like very much go-getter personalities and, um, we have that strong passion and drive. And with my first pregnancy and even postpartum experience, I thought, okay, I know I need to take it easy. And I was very mindful, but I still in my head was like, well, I need to, I had expectations. I guess that's the big word. I had expectations and they weren't, even though I knew I should slow down a bit, still a bit of my ego got in the way and was like, well, you know, I'm going to just, and I think that was part of my dancer mentality too. We're very um, goal-driven and goal-oriented and used to working hard and kind of pushing ourselves. So the, one of the big lessons that I've since learned is that slowing down is okay. 
And also asking for help is a sign of strength. I think that we feel that we will appear weak or incapable if we ask for and receive help and that we have to and I, I do believe that there are more conversations about this which is wonderful and people are sharing more vulnerably in in on our you know social media just in general where we are receiving help and these these gentle reminders over and over again but it just needs to continue to be drilled into our heads I think that slowing down is okay and asking for help is a sign of strength so those are some two big ones that I have learned from my experience of being a mom of four. I mean, the twins just in general, that pregnancy was more demanding than dancing on the steel stage at Radio City. (laughs) Oh, I can imagine. I mean, holy crap. It was not easy. It was not easy. And I certainly felt limited. I complained, you know, daily, but then I would follow it with something that I was grateful for. Like I wasn't just ignoring, you know, the complaints or pushing aside saying, no, I don't feel that. I'm like, I'm going to let myself feel this. I'm going to let myself feel really, really awful right now because I do. Like everything was swollen. I was so uncomfortable. It was for such a long period of time. (laughs) Because it was my third pregnancy, it started like very early in the second trimester. So I had a a lovely amount of time of discomfort and (laughs) slowing down. So I, that's another great lesson that I have learned along the way to, to sit with and be with the discomfort versus ignoring it, saying, you know, trying to only, only be positive. We have to feel both. That's part of the balance of life. We have to be able to recognize and accept both because they're there. We're not always going to be happy. Life is not always going to be smooth sailing. You will go through those ups and downs. And, um, so I'd have my moments of complaints and, but then I would also do my best to not live there. One of my dear friends, um, Kelly, who is a self-care teacher, she has this lovely quote that I just love where she says, you know, you can, you can visit there, but you don't have to, you know, live there. You don't have to (laughs) set up shop and that's, that's where you're living. That's your home. So I would visit and then I'd move myself onto, you know, either a a gratitude practice or focusing on, on something positive. So that brought me point. Yeah. Well, and I, I, you know, I think it's really important that you said that because I think a lot of times we do sit in our shit. We do have a hard time getting out of it. And it is true. It's like, allow yourself to feel it. Don't like say, oh no, I can't be feeling this because I should just be grateful that I'm pregnant or I'm grateful I'm twins or whatever it may be, but just allow yourself to feel what you're feeling and get through it and then move forward and say, okay, but what am I grateful for? And I, I agree with that. And I do that all the time with myself. I have to check myself where I'm like yeah. so stressed and so exhausted. And I'm like, okay, but you wanted this. And this is what, you know, you really were, you know, like wanting to happen and everything else. I'm like, check in and be like, okay, this is okay. I'm going to feel everything. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. release it and I'm going to, you know, journal it out or whatever it may be, you know, and everything. So I love it. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But um, so I was saying that, you know, I think it's great that you share that because I think a lot of times mamas especially feel very stuck and feel very, you know, oh my gosh, you know, this is so hard. This is this, this, that. And it's like, you're allowed to 
sit in your feelings. You're allowed to feel everything. But then I love that you shared, then you like, you know, you turn that off, you figure out how to get out of that. And then you say to yourself, but I'm grateful because this is what I wanted. And then, you know, remind yourself that you don't have to sit in that. And I think that's a really good lesson. Definitely. Yeah. There's room, there's room for all of it. And we have to give ourselves that space and that grace to feel all of it because it is, it is part of being, being human. (laughs) Yeah. And especially being a mama. I mean, did you know, like, did you have an idea that you could have twins? I'm so curious. No, it was, it was definitely a surprise. It really was. So yeah, my husband and I were going for number three and then we found out it was three and four and I was like, oh boy. Okay. Yay. But holy crap, what's going to happen? <laughs> oh yeah. I bet you were like, oh my God. Wow. That is so crazy. It was like a real surprise. Yes. Yes. And then it's just, it's l- truly the flood of all the feelings. Like all the feelings are there. Okay. I'm really excited. This is going to be pretty amazing, but I am also so scared. How is my body going to handle this? How in the world will my birth be? Like I said, I had two home births with my others and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, what's our birth experience going to be like? I breastfed both of my other kiddos, um, extended breastfeeding as they would say so past a year and I thought am I going to be able to breastfeed twins so many questions then I also thought oh my gosh no one's going to want to babysit no one's going to want to help me I'm going to have twins yeah (laughs) we thankfully had we had some great support and um as always this is the other great reminder to mamas I promise you promise promise that you will figure it out like you will we I think we expect to have the answers ahead of time and to be prepared ahead of time. And many times, um, like in dance, we're improvising along the way and you're like, okay, hmm, that might not have been as cleanly as I wanted to perform that, but we made it through and here we go. Like It is going to be messy. It is going to be messy. And many moments you are just going to maybe shout it to the universe. Like, what do I do here? And then something's going to click from deep within that intuitive voice that is going to just give you some answer to help you move forward. And, you know, we made it through with the twins as we always do, as every mama (laughs) of twins will tell you, like, you you somehow just make it through. Right. You somehow just make it through such a, such, such a good point. I mean, it's like, I I think that, you know, even for me, I have to constantly remind myself that because I'm like, you know, I'm freaking out a little bit being that I'm getting close to the end of this pregnancy. And I'm like, wow, this is really happening. And this is really going to be, you know, two little girls here soon. And like, holy crap, how am I going to handle it? And I have moments of like, wow, I barely feel like I do, you know, a good job in my mind with Amelia. And I'm like, how am I going to then, you know, transition into having two and be able to still give Amelia and give this new little baby girl. And I gave so much to Amelia and I want me to give the same. And so it's, um, it's definitely, I think a real fear for moms, uh, when we enter into that space. And I'm sure, especially for you, it was heightened being that you, you know, were pregnant with twins. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's interesting because we have so many resources at, in our, you know, that we're, open to receiving, whether it's online, on books, we have like all the information and things to study and it's great, but it's also overwhelming. And it also, well, maybe just in my mind, it sets us up thinking like, well, I mean, the answers are all there. Why can't I figure this out? Every mama and baby 
is going to have their own unique experience. And we can, you know, pull from these resources in ways, but ultimately you really have to trust that you're going to make the best decision that works for you and your baby. It is unlike any other connection in this entire universe. And that is super cool and amazing when you think about it. And we, we all truly write our own stories and that's a beautiful thing. So while we can, you know, listen to the experts and take advice from this person or that person, remembering still that you and your baby speak the same language and you guys understand each other the best and trusting ultimately what resonates in your mama heart is going to guide you through. So I think that, um, reminding mamas that they are wise and your baby is wise. And when we can pause and really listen to each other, talk about that a lot, a lot in the connection just throughout prenatal yoga to set up that continued trust in yourself and trusting in your wisdom and your baby. And that the two of you are a beautifully connected team. I love that. I think that's such a great message. Well, speaking about yoga, I want to get into a little bit of like your actual practice and have you share, you know, some tips for mamas that are listening or moms to be of like what they can do, you know, as far as, you know, different things. Of course, they can check out your website and, you know, check you out and everything, but just have you share a little bit about that because you've also been helping me a little bit and have sent me some stretches that are great and really walked me through, especially in the third trimester and being very uncomfortable and having heavy pelvic pain and, you know, hip pains and things of that nature. I really want you to share a little bit of, you know, like what you kind of, I guess, give as tips to mamas, um, you know, that um, maybe either be prenatal or postpartum because you do both um, that you could share with us. Yeah, um, I, I would love to. <laughs> so uh, a very important just tip and reminder for all mamas that is super simple and something that we sometimes roll our eyes at, especially when we're pregnant because we're just feeling tired in the body, but it's our posture and our posture. And this is true for any human, whether you're pregnant or not <laughs> having that straight spine, that tall posture that, you know, kind of lifted energy helps everything else to kind of align a little bit better and the structure of your body to feel better. Our poor posture can um, cause strain in our neck, our low back, our hips, our knees, ankles, all of it. It's, it's all very much affected. So being aware of your posture is, is huge. And I know that a lot of mamas in, in my local classes here, um, if they sit in an office space, they have been able to transition to one of those large exercise balls to sit on that, to encourage better posture on that. If you're on an exercise, exercise ball, even if you don't sit in an office desk and you have one, doing small hip circles on your exercise ball is a really lovely way to get some circulation into the hips to help release the low back. So, and you and I were talking about that the other day, just standing. So a mama can stand with her feet at hip distance. So, or even wider, having feet wider than the hips, but you, you don't really want to bring your feet together. You want a wider stance so that you feel nice and balanced and stable. And just explore some small movements of the hips so circling them one direction and taking that a few times and then circling the other direction. As I had mentioned to you when we were moving through this and you said that you were in some pain in your pelvis, um, allowing this movement to be a bit of an exploration. So just explore 
discover how it feels because like I said, every day is going to be different as a pregnant mama knows. So what worked for you yesterday or last week might not work today. And we find we come back to a whole lot of gentleness with ourselves about dropping those expectations and being right where we're at today and saying, okay, what does my body need today? And maybe those hip circles felt good last week. Maybe they don't. Another lovely stretch that I can just kind of talk mamas through and guide them through um, if they are standing in the kitchen or if they want to stand and do do this with me right now, (laughs) or even uh, using the back of a couch or a table. So you can just place your hands at shoulder distance on the table, walk your feet back and start to just gently lean forward and hinge forward. You're going to find a nice release for your low back, for your hamstrings, little stretch around the back of the hips and glutes. And, um, you're taking like a, almost like a forward folding stretch, but you're not releasing all the way down. You've got your hands supported on the countertop. You also receive a nice little stretch for your chest and your shoulders. So um, a mama, if she's doing that with me right now, can just pause there and take, you know, three to five slow and steady breaths and slowly roll on up from that. So it is about moving mindfully, like I said, exploring movement and feeling comfortable moving your body, not feeling like you truly are just limited within this frame and you just have to ride it out until the end of your pregnancy. Movement during pregnancy is so beneficial for you and baby. It can, and especially connected with this mindful breathing, it can help regulate blood pressure. It can improve your digestion. Stretching before bed can help you sleep a little bit better. I know sleep is obviously a challenge during pregnancy, but (laughs) (laughs) stretching before bed is good. Yeah. So, um, Hopefully those are some good suggestions, you know, just to get mamas started um, moving. And I was curious, you know, even I wanted to, I think I wanted to offer this stretch to you. It's a deeper hip stretch. So I don't know if it will be too intense for you, but a really lovely hip stretch that I like to offer mommies. It's called figure four. So imagine you were sitting with your feet at hip distance, um, just sitting in a chair and you try to lift and cross one ankle on top of your opposite knee. So you're kind of creating a little four, number four with your legs. Um, That is going to stretch your lifted hip. And a lot of mamas will just sit in that stretch, um, whether they're sitting watching TV or like I said, if they work at a desk and they're sitting at their office, it's a great stretch if you're flying and traveling on an airplane um, that you can do right in your seat. So that little Figure four hip stretch is another favorite of mine because every mom is feeling it in the pelvis. That's oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've been feeling it in the pelvis a lot lately. So yeah, yeah. and it, and I love that it's like a simple, easy thing that you can do wherever without needing any equipment. And a lot of your stretches and your yoga are that you really don't have to have anything but yourself when a floor or standing or whatever yeah. it may be to be able to do it, which is great because I think a lot of times too, mamas get intimidated. Okay. I got to take the time to do this while baby's napping or while I'm doing this or I'm checking laundry or whatever it might be. And it's like, you know, especially for those that obviously have more than one, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to, you know, get all this done and then get back to what I was doing. So I love that for you, you really make it, it you know, a more simple practice and something really attainable and you don't feel like, oh gosh, how am I even going to start? Yeah. And this is the thing that I want mamas to remember. 
five minutes of movement is going to make you feel better than thinking, oh my gosh, well, I can't set aside 20, 30, or even an hour for a practice right now. So what's the point? I used to think that way. (laughs) I used to be in that mentality where I'm like, well, if I'm not doing a full hour workout, then what's the point of it? And then once I had my second child or once I was pregnant with my daughter, it was, well, if I'm not going to be able to do 20 or 30 minutes of exercise, then what's the point? And then I needed to learn those lessons over and over again that I've told myself, Amy, if you take five minutes right now and either do some squats, get your heart rate up a little bit, maybe do a few lunges, or I pause and stretch and breathe for just five minutes, I will guaranteed feel better. Guaranteed. And if a mama doesn't, she can email me and we will sort something out. <laughs> I will help her feel better in five minutes. <laughs> I love that. Because we, then we, we, can, we have the opportunity to take a look and say, okay, we've all got that time to squeeze into our day and we can all make the excuses. And I've been there. I have so been there and I still do it sometimes. And then I check myself and I'm like, nope, not going to happen. My body needs a little movement and it doesn't always need something active and energetic. A lot of times it needs something gentle, but I know that gentle movement is going to help me, help me feel better physically, mentally, and emotionally every time. No, I think that's a really great tip. I think so many of us feel that daunting feeling where we're like, oh no, forget it. It's just like, I'd rather just go go do what I have to do. And it's like, no, you said even just five minutes allows you to give yourself that space to feel better and to be like, oh my gosh, I have a little bit more movement. I have a little bit more room. I'm a little bit more comfortable. Maybe I didn't get to do the whole thing, but at least I did something. And I think that's a really good point. Try setting a timer on your phone. Even if you, if your time is really limited and you are definitely on, you know, a pretty tight schedule that day, set a timer on your phone so you won't go over and give that, give that time to yourselves. You more than deserve it. You don't just deserve it. You more than deserve it because I know how much every mama is doing for everybody else. She deserves at least five minutes for herself. And I hope that throughout her week, she's able to schedule in, um, that time where she can take a little bit more time. It's not just a, Oh, well, all I have is five minutes. Like you also deserve (laughs) those longer periods to move and connect with your body and your baby. You absolutely deserve that. But, um, when you know that you need it and you're making the excuses that you don't have the time, set a timer on your phone and hopefully you can uh, make that happen. Yes. I love that. I think that's such a great tip. And it's like, I've been told by so many doulas as well, like motion is lotion. And it's like, so true. And I think about how much I didn't really move with my daughter, Amelia, when I probably could have more, cause I would just had me and you know, my schedule. And now it's harder to move having my toddler and being pregnant, but I'm moving more as much as it's painful. And I do notice, even if I just move a little bit, like last night when he gave me some stretches to do, it just gives me a little bit of extra openness and less tightness. And I think that's just so important. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I love it. Yes. So, so awesome. Well, Amy, this was so great. Is there anything else you would like to share with us as far as tips as, you know, as far as yoga is concerned or, you know, just being a mom of four, especially twins. I mean, you know, it's like, it's amazing. I think to really share that with the audience and have them be like, look, here's this woman thriving in her business. You know, she's got, you know, great family. She's got twins and she's a mom of four, you know, in total doing all these things. You know, is there anything else you'd want to share with us? I will share that everybody, as as much as it seems like we all have our shit together, um, there's 
like we said, behind the scenes, there's so much more happening. <laughs> so to not fall into the illusion that, you know, it's smooth sailing for all of us. We all experience these ups and downs, the mess, the moments of digging through the dirt. And even as a, as I'm here, you know, sure, I'm here speaking as this sort of expert. There were so, there are, continue to be, there are so many moments where I'm just, I tell myself, I'm like, I'm not cut out for this. I can't do this. I, I'm, you know, these, this self doubt creeps in, I think for all of us. And again, I I visit there for a second and then I bring myself back and it always comes back um, to my breath. It is what has continued to ground me. Um, So I just want to remind mamas, there are going to be so many moments where you will be uncertain and feeling like this, it's overwhelming. It's too much. It's certainly a reminder also to reach out for help, to recognize that you are not meant to do this alone. So reach out to that person that you know will just listen and be there for you and then help you move forward together. Um, And sorry, touching back on the breath, there's a really, I have a, I shared a video um, on my YouTube page about this. It's called two to one breath. It's a way to help calm down that stressed part of your nervous system and tap into the calmer portion of your nervous system, parasympathetic. So real simple explanation is you take a breath in, say for two counts, and you double the length of your exhale for four counts. So that's just a, you can breathe in for one, breathe out for two, but you're doubling the length of your exhale. And that helps to bring everything kind of down. And I recommend for mamas to try this maybe before you're heading into your doctor's appointment. Um, and there, you know, you're feeling maybe a little anxious about, this week's scan or checkup or whatever it is, try this two to one breathing, inhale for two, exhale for four. Um, I've recommended it to mamas when they are struggling trying to breastfeed and bringing wow. themselves back to their breath as they've got a newborn and they're, you know, everyone says, well, if you, if you relax, if you calm down, it's going to help your supply. It's going to help your connection and attachment. And mama doesn't know how to relax. <laughs> Coming back to our breath, it, I mean, not that it works every time, but I've had so many mamas come back to me and say, oh my gosh, I'm approaching it calmer now and she's latching or he's latching and we're doing it. I'm like, oh my God, it like makes me want to tear up and cry. I'm so happy, you know, but having a moment, it's like putting on the brakes. We're on this. It feels like a runaway train sometimes, right? Uh, No matter where you are in your motherhood journey, whether you're heading into another prenatal visit or you're trying to breastfeed or the baby's not sleeping and coming back to that breath, even if you forget what was the count, even if you just simply breathe in and breathe out for five times, count it for, you know, five little beats on your fingers. Um, it's going to help you get more grounded, centered and clear as you um, approach whatever, whatever is coming your way. And it's, it's a new adventure every day. <laughs> At least it is yes. over here. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. No, I think for most of us, it definitely is. And I think that's great. You shared that about your breath, because I think a lot of us forget Sometimes though though we can't find other tools or we can't get other help at times or whatever it might be, your breath is always there. You can always connect to it. And I love that you shared that with the breastfeeding too. I think that's such a great tip and just such a great gem 
you know, for our mamas um, and mamas to be, because it's definitely something that so many of us struggle with. And if you can find another tool that'll make it a little bit easier, then, you know, why not try it? So I think that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's so amazing. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for being on. This was so great. And tell us where we can find you, plug yourself, all that stuff. It'll all be in the show notes. Oh, thanks, Allie. So my website is exercisingbalance.com and I am on Instagram at uh, Amy underscore exercising balance. And I'm on Facebook, Amy Griffith, exercising balance. So those are the, the main spots that I'm hanging out. I, on my website, you can find links to my blog, my birth stories of all four of my kiddos and um, some of my favorite reading recommendations, resources, just all the positive and encouraging information I can give to mamas along, along this journey to just remind them um, that, that they are, they are more than enough and to keep on breathing and keep on trusting along the way. I love that. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Amy and cheers till next time guys. Bye.